Welcome back to the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast. Hey, we're back, and it's another week, and we're here bringing you the latest whatever we're talking about, really, because this podcast can go in any direction, and it might today. You just never know. That's why you got to tune in. We thank you for tuning in. Hey, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter uh, at Sports Talk at 6 is our Twitter handle, Straight Up Sports Talk on Twitter. We're there. We're posting all the time. I just made a post before we're recording this, and uh, you can uh, check that out. Uh, it's about the most recent announcement by the Mid-American Conference that we're going to get to later on in the episode um, as well. But potential of live sports returning, we'll get to that as well. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Sam Thillman. And um, Sam, how are we doing on this Tuesday? Though It was actually pretty good weather today, and uh, looking better for the end of the week and seems like we're finally starting to get into some sort of summer here. Yeah, it's it's been pretty decent weather just hanging in here, doing work, just um, just figuring out how to keep myself busy. Yeah, it, it's definitely been, been a challenge uh, to do that. It just feels like I'm doing the same thing over and over and over. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been kind of repetitive, but hopefully – here in the near future, we can start to to do more, and the restaurants have opened back up here, and um, you can go get your haircut and everything. So, hopefully, we can uh, start to get back to some sort of normalcy, and that might start this weekend uh, with the return of live sports. I mean, we had it last week when with UFC. Um, if you tuned into that, I did not. I'm just not a UFC fan, and I'm I'm not dying for live sports that much, honestly. I mean, it. I know it sucks, but I'm not I'm not going to watch something that I normally wouldn't watch just because it's live sports. Like, I know that that we're dying for it. But honestly, in my opinion, if I don't want to watch it, I'm not going to. So um, and and I don't normally watch UFC, so I'm, I'm not going to make an exception just because we want live sports. I don't need it that bad. I'll put it that way. I don't need it that bad. I don't know about you, Sam, but I don't. Uh, I might tune into NASCAR this weekend. Just because I watch NASCAR from time to time, but uh, just because it's you know you know live sports returning and uh, it should be interesting, Sam. Uh, your thoughts? I don't know if you watch UFC over the weekend, but uh, your thoughts on some sort of live sports returning uh, coming up on Sunday? So I did watch a little bit of the first fight of the UFC uh, fight night. I th- I don't even remember when it was. I tuned in for a few minutes and turned it off. It was nice to have sports back, but as you mentioned, like I just, I'm just not that invested in UFC. I may tune into NASCAR for a couple laps. I don't know if I'm going to be watching the whole thing, but I'm glad that sports are starting to like start a start to matriculate back in our lives. It's nice to have sports back. In yeah, our it lives. definitely is, and it's something to you know kind of look forward to because we haven't really had much to look forward to. Um, two months. So, uh, the PGA this was in June. Um, and that that kind of gets kick started with the match, um, Tiger and and Phil and uh, Manning and and Wood and uh, and Tom Brady. That's going to take place at the end of May. But uh, NASCAR rolling out a revised schedule. They'll run Sunday at Darlington. They'll run Wednesday at Darlington. Then they'll run the 24th at Charlotte. That's the Coca-Cola 600. And then Wednesday, the 27th at Charlotte. So they're kind of getting two races 
um, at, one lo- at the same location just to get those races in and, you know, kind of reduce travel and stuff. So no practice sessions uh, for any event or qualifying um, will happen for these races, except for the Coca-Cola 600. That will have, it'll be interesting. Uh, the things what are the precautions that they are taking and i think it should be interesting yeah and i was watching the ufc thing one thing i'll mention and it was funny that they were still like their intros they still try to involve the crowd like it was i thought it was pretty hilarious like they still did their same intro it looked pretty empty and yeah i'm not sure how nascar is going to look with an empty necessarily track around it's just going to be it's just going to be cars around a track, nobody in the stands. It's going to look pretty weird. Yeah, to but me. I mean, when you think about it, NASCAR. I mean, fans aren't really an integral part to the mm-hmm. the event, like a basketball game or a football game, where fans are pretty involved in the game. The fans are involved in the race, but I don't think it'll feel so much out of to to have it without fans. I think you're not going to notice that much of a difference. If you watch a basketball game with no fans, you're going to notice a huge difference because you're just going to be able to hear the coaches yelling and and the players all the time. So I think in that aspect, I think that fans, the end of the world. Yeah. And I I think you do bring up a good point that it doesn't necessarily impact the game but i think it's just an aspect of any sporting event it's the fans going there just being not necessarily impacting the game but being involved like the indy 500 that was pushed back to i think it was august they're not necessarily impacting the race that's going on it's just a kind of experience that that fans like to enjoy and i think it's a like you said, it's not an impactful part, but it's definitely a kind of cool aspect to each sporting event. For sure. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, moving on to kind of the next big live sporting event um, that we're kind of going to look forward to is the match champions for charity. That's May 24th at three 30. I think uh, TNT and TBS are airing that that is Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson on a team. They'll take on Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods in a match to raise money for coronavirus relief. They'll play 18 holes. Uh, The first nine holes will consist of playing best ball. If you're not familiar with the golfing world, that is where, you know, uh, Tom and Phil are on the same team. They'll both tee off, and then whichever one has the best tee shot, that's the shot they'll take. Both hit from that location and rinse and repeat until uh, they're finished with the hole. Um, and same thing for Peyton Manning and Tiger Woods in, in the way best ball works. And then they'll play the back nine. The last nine holes will be modified alternate shot. Now, alternate shot is where, so if if Peyton and Tiger, they're on the same team. If Peyton hits the tee shot, Tiger then has to hit the second shot. Then Peyton hits the third shot, so on and so forth, until the ball goes in the hole and the hole is finished. And then whoever hit last on the last hole will uh, – will hit second on the next hole, if that makes any sense. Uh, but it, they did say modified alternate shot, so I don't know what rules are going to change with that. We'll just have to wait and see. They didn't really specify uh, with that. So the four of them together will make a combined $10 million in donations for COVID-19 relief efforts. Sam, 
Um, I know you're not, maybe not the biggest golf fan in the world, but I mean, these are some of the, uh, you know, the two biggest icons from golf and the two, one, two of uh, several big icons from the NFL. This is going to be must-see TV, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if it was just Phil versus Tiger, like I think they did a year or two ago, I probably wouldn't tune in. But I want to see Peyton Manning take on Tom Brady and hopefully beat him because we've seen that rivalry in sports and hopefully it translates over to golf really well. I think it's great for the game. You get more you get more of an audience who not necessarily cares about golf but wants to see these four big names in sports take on each other. Yeah, I mean, I think when 2018, when Tiger and Phil took on each other, um, it wasn't as, you know, it wasn't as like, hey, we're just out for a round of golf. I think they both took it really seriously. And I think adding Tom Brady and Peyton Manning into this um, match, I think, is going to provide some comic relief. I think, you know, they're going to do some smack talking. I think it's going to be fun. I think they're going to, you know, just just try to enjoy um, the match. And I think that that Peyton and Tom will provide some comic relief uh, throughout the round to make it, you know, not so serious. And I think, you know, they're going to be mic'd up, I'm sure. So I, I think it's going to make it very fun to watch. Yeah, and I, I think what would have been just watching the last dance documentary, if they would have had Michael Jordan in this some, I don't know where they would put him in, whether they would replace Tom Brady or pay me. I, but I think considering the, the popularity that the documentary's gone, everybody knows about his kind of gambling addiction and kind of um, uh, golf habits. I think it would have been cool to include him in some aspect. Yeah, um, it, it might have. Yeah, I agree. And, and maybe in future uh, future matches, I think this is something that you're going to see more and more often to provide um, – golf with an outlet to reach different demographics and different fans. I think you're going to see these tiger Phil matches um, with partnering with, you know, NFL players to, to raise money. I think you're going to see that a lot, whether it's a Roy McElroy and Jordan Spieth match. I think you're going to see a lot of these to come um, definitely in the near future. Cause I think it's something that uh, is, is going to happen. Um, the MLB obviously didn't start their season on time. They made plans for a modified 82-game season. Uh, th- those plans are currently in the works. Nothing official has been said. Uh, Sam, we've heard everything from they're going to play in Arizona and Florida and they're going to play at these spring training facilities and they're going to keep them in quarantine for you know for four months to play these games. And we've heard literally everything because everything is on the table when it comes to the return to sports, this modified 82 game season said I'm in favor for it. I think, you know, the 184 or whatever they play now, I think is way too much to begin with. So in my opinion, this is, this is good for baseball because I think you might get more fans with a, with a shortened season, you know, making some of those matchups really kind of, you know, worth watching because they could affect postseason and, and things like that. Yeah, I, I think you mentioned it, 82 games is more interesting to the average fan. Like, I might even start watching MLB if it goes to a shorter length because I'm not invested enough in baseball. And if if NFL was 130, I wouldn't be, or NBA is just too many games. But I think we 
just have to look at these plants and not really make a big deal of it until it's like 99% done because there's everything from quarantining as you mentioned to just just all these different ideas like the NBA is trying to do Disneyland all these ideas are just ideas at this point and yeah it's helpful to have a plan but until these get done really none of these plans matter if that makes sense yeah i think you know th- things are being thrown out and i think we kind of just have to wait until it actually happens you know like you said before we 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 start um you know planning for a return so hopefully we'll you know we'll start to see these sports roll out i don't think you're going to see the mlb until july though i really don't i think you know with the uh amount of you know i, I just think it's not going to be safe for a return until july and uh, that that's when a lot of uh, sports are eyeing a return, and I think you know, July is is a is a mo- most likely time. Um, moving on here, we're gonna talk. Uh, we're gonna get local here and talk some Ball State and some Mid American Conference, some Maction. Um, and you know, if you're not familiar with the Mac or with Ball State, or you're not interested, I encourage you to you know stay tuned here because. Uh, this is actually some pretty interesting stuff, and I think you're going to see some more mid-majors follow suit with what the MAC announced today. Uh, they took a leap, and they um, are, are cutting costs because of this COVID-19 um, and, and the coronavirus. It's costing them a lot of money, and so they had to take some steps to avoid um, an economic fallout. So. Starting with next academic year, 2020-2021, they will not hold postseason tournaments for eight of its non-revenue sports, those being baseball, softball, men's and women's soccer, men's and women's tennis, women's lacrosse, or women's field hockey. So those will not have uh, conference tournaments. The league um, is the only Division One conference that still has divisions for basketball. They have the MAC East and the MAC West. They will eliminate the East-West division format, and they will play two more league games per season. They will play a total of 20 conference games in a season, and their postseason field will be narrowed down to eight teams. This will eliminate the first-round games that are normally played on campus sites. Those will eliminate those. So if you're the bottom four seeds, uh, you will not – right? Is that bottom four, I think? Bottom four seeds will I not so. will not play a first. You know they will be out of the tournament and will not get their chance. They'll start in Cleveland with the MAC basketball tournament with eight teams. That's the same for men's and women's team. Again, they're eliminating the East-West division format and they're going to tack on two more conference games. So, uh, and you might be thinking, okay, well, if you're not playing baseball and softball tournaments, how? Are you going to get bids to the NCAA tournament? Well, that will be determined by regular season success. Um, so whoever finishes um, first will qualify them for the NCAA tournament. Um, and, yeah, so I think it is, uh, it's going to be interesting. Max schools are facing massive financial shortfalls. Um, Western Michigan projecting to lose as high as $85 million. Akron plans to cut six of its 11 academic colleges next year because of the loss of coronavirus 
Ohio University already laid off 140 employees and eliminated positions, and many other Mac schools will probably follow suit with this. This is courtesy of the ToledoBlade.com. It's where I'm getting this information, so you can check them out uh, to read more up on this. Sam, that was a lot to take in there. We'll start with the elimination of um, the tournaments for its non-revenue sports. Your thoughts on not having a tournament for those eight uh, sports. Well, I, I think I think when we look at the situation that these universities and conferences, it's not an easy one. So I think people just need to have a positive outlook. We're still having these seasons. What the MAC could have done instead is just cut most of the sports seasons and just said we're not doing these non-revenue sports that don't make as much as football and basketball because – they're losing a lot of money. They don't have revenue in. They got to figure out TV deals. It's just, it's just not an easy way to put just, this coronavirus isn't putting anything easy on these conferences and they have to make hard decisions. And I think that yes, Maxion tournaments are some of the best, in my opinion, things to watch, but I think having at least the season is a positive one considering the whole coronavirus situation. Yeah, I, I think it, it wasn't an easy decision, but again, you know, there's they didn't cut the sports completely. So that is one way to look at it. I don't like it. I mean, I, I get the financial aspect of it, but I, I mean, I love a, a good tournament. And yes, it's not a basketball tournament or a football, whatever that they're cutting. But still, I think that that underdog, uh, you know, that five seed to, to go and make it to the championship. That, that just won't be possible anymore. It'll lay more pressure on the regular season. I think, you know, teams like Ball State, who normally fly under the radar, um, will be disadvantaged here. Now, volleyball, uh, they did not say anything about volleyball. Um, oh, yes, they did. Never mind. Uh, I, I just read this, that the volleyball tournament will be limited to four teams and the swimming and diving championships for both men's and women's will now be a three-day event and will conduct the golf and track and field championships in two days for men's and women's teams. So it'll be interesting to, to follow. Um, we talked about the tournaments, uh, but like, I, I think, you know, it's going to disadvantage uh, teams, um, you know, that, that, that fly under the radar, honestly. And uh, I think it's, going to be to be interesting we'll, we'll shift now to basketball so they eliminate the east west division format and sam i'm sure you're fine with this i'm glad they did that because i thought it was stupid to have that and the attack on two extra um conference games i think that's going to be good both for you know the fans and for the teams uh because you know the east west division format just it wasn't necessary yeah, it wasn't necessary, but I will say it's kind of cool, even if we don't get a conference title, to say, hey, we got a Matt, like last year we got Co-West Mac division title. So I thought that was kind of a cool aspect to the division. But as you mentioned, it's unnecessary. You should just go straight into the tournament, no divisions. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And then just the fact that um, – Whoever wins the entire, whoever is the best in the entire conference is the best. And it's not a division thing, I think, is what should be kind of should 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 have been for should have been implemented a while ago. 
yeah, I, I uh, definitely think um, I definitely think that that was necessary. I mean, um, to to eliminate the East West Division format. Um, so yeah, it'll it'll be interesting um, to see with the twelve MAC teams. Um, football unchanged as expected. That's a big revenue maker there. Uh, but the Mid American Conference already taking steps to cut costs. And I think you're going to see that a lot uh, with these mid major conferences coming up here. They're probably just going to follow suit. And, and the MAC uh, might have been the first one, but uh, they won't be the last. And you're going to see these follow suit because of the, the economic uh, downturn of this coronavirus. Shifting now to Sam and I's favorite MAC school, the Ball State Cardinals. Um, Ishmael El Amin entered the transfer portal. He entered that, uh, what was it, a while ago, um, and didn't really, he, he, I guess he didn't really field many offers or didn't field what he was looking for. Um, and so he's decided to return to Ball State, which is, which is good. It's, it's fantastic for the Ball State team. They already have transfers with the likes of Jalen Wyndham. Um, and they also got a transfer. Um, I can't remember where, but they do have another transfer coming in. Sammy will probably be able to remind me, but um, they have those and they have a couple of freshmen coming in. And I think this team's going to be very exciting coming up this year, uh, especially when Ish announced his, his return. Yeah. I think uh, coach Whitford has had a phenomenal kind of off season. When you look at it, yes, we did lose Teague to the draft. We lost, uh, Josh Thompson to the draft. We lost Croft to the uh, to uh, transfer. He kept Ish our main star here, and I think that's important. He's going to bring that leadership that we need. When you're adding two transfers into a new t- kind of team, you're adding the guy from Europe. You have Jerron Coleman, who's still young. You have these young stars like Luke Bumblow, and he's kind of just having a Per, kind of perfect in my eyes team you have the veteran leadership from ish you have the scoring you have the young talent like a luke like a Jerron coleman you have the transfers who have been experienced from other colleges i think it's a phenomenal offseason that whitford has kind of put together it's going to be fun to watch and i definitely uh can't wait for basketball season in words and i think uh that it's going to be fun and i think uh, fans should be excited and uh, it, it'll be it'll be fun to, to keep your eye out for that. Uh, Sam, you got anything else before we close up shop today? I know you're starting a new podcast if you want to plug that um, before we go here. Um, yes, I am starting a new podcast. It is. It looks stupid. Uh, hold up. It is called I Can't Explain. It is premiering tomorrow. I will have that up tomorrow, so be on the lookout for that. But on the other note, I just hope we can watch Ball State and Worthen next year. That's my hope that this coronavirus gets kind of situations under control and we can actually watch the Cardinals and Worthen Arena. Yeah, it would be fun. Um, so, yeah, make sure you tune in to I Can't Explain, a podcast by Sam Thillman where he's just going to be talking random stuff. Whatever comes to his mind, it's what it sounds like. Uh, so you can tune into that. Uh, but, yeah, thanks for tuning in, and we'll get on out of here. Have a great night. For Sam Thillman, I'm Grant Covey, and we'll talk to you next time.